Anyway, we're talking about beaches. Welcome Women's to things. Some I would I much prefer talking about this than football. Sure. Exactly. Counter programming. <laughs> Listen to this during the Super Bowl. <laughs> so this is the new phase of Wawu. We're doing second wave women's movies. Yes. And we're starting with beaches and we know you love it. You love it. How do you not love beaches? It, you know, it was it got really bad reviews when it was released. All right, let's and talk about it. It's ridiculous, actually. I, I was mean, reading a lot of them. I'll tell you, the movie is uh, poorly made in, in some ways. In some ways it is, but, but in some ways it's not. Isn't it Gary Marshall? Yes. Gary Marshall. They it's call, a good movie. Uh, someone called him like a schmaltzmeister or something like that. He gets accused he of that known, sometimes, but... He did nothing in common before this. Uh, he's done like... I think he did nothing in common before this. Before this? Yeah. With, but, was Jackie Gleason and Tom Hanks? He's also in Soap in Dish. Ho in Hocus Pocus, he's Satan. And when I was watching Beaches with Una this time around, and she was like, that lady looks so much like the lady in Hocus Pocus. <laughs> I was like, it is her. Yeah. And she's like, oh, wow, she looks different. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Anyway, I think that these movies are, uh, well, I don't know. We just want to talk about these movies. They're so. important. They're important to me in my life. And they, sh I think that they a little bit shaped. I look forward, honestly, to getting stoned and watching all of them. Because yeah. I got stoned and watched Beaches and I loved it. You're I was right? so happy did to you be cry? watching Beaches. I didn't. You didn't cry? No, I didn't. And I, I'm open to it, you know, but I just didn't. I also got interrupted. I thought you would have cried. I thought you would have been thinking about me and Una. Um, no, that's, that's, oh. uh, I cannot possibly compare that relationship. I've just, really. I've just been doing my will and talking to you about I it. I know, but like neither of us is CC Bloom. I mean, I am, I guess in your equation, but I've I don't been on feel page, like CC I've been in page Bloom. six. Yeah, exactly. But that's it's what I'm in saying. Our, it's in like, our own way. No, I'm not saying that like one of us is the wind beneath the other person's wings. Right. I'm well, saying that's like, kind of what the movie is. The dynamic is so that that I could not relate to it on that level. Oh, no. No, I'm talking about having a kid and right. and dying and then experience. having your friend raise sure. your kid. Yeah, yeah, you're talking about like the last. Oh, that's when I'm sobbing. Right. <laughs> I, I mean, cry I was crying. I cried when I watched the first half because I watched the first half. Then I went to sleep. What did you cry during the first half? The first half I cried when when uh, Hillary came back back or and she didn't come back but she went to go seek cc out in san francisco after they had that big blowout fight and they right. didn't speak to each other and she's like rehearsing in the yeah low ceiling room. and i've just i've had friend like fights with friends that they stopped talking to me yeah, yeah, yeah and it like really hurts then you just never hear from them again and like they took their friendship away from you without Your discussing consent. it with you Without discussing it even, yeah. without like saying like what you did wrong, so maybe you could work on it or something. Yeah. They just like cut you out and that really hurts. And I, that I felt that during that scene. Well, but the wonderful thing about Cece Bloom is how forgiving she is. She is so fucking forgiving. <laughs> really I, that is. was in my notes. She's like, doing it. She keeps forgiving her. I, I'll tell you on this watching, when I was watching it, Hillary Whitney comes off so much worse than I remember her coming off. Oh, yeah. She's a total pill. She's hard. First of all, she's really horrible. at a certain point. There's no reason why Cece should even be breaks, bothered with her. Breaks girl code with her. A hundred percent. Like immediately Cece watches it happening. Yeah. And then like she knows how Cece feels about this. Yeah. And she fucked him anyway. She did. And it's like, I don't and know. And she's awfully smug about it when it she comes is. down to she's admitting like, yes, it. Yes, I, I loved it. Yeah. And it's like. And then Cece's like, are you in love with him? And she's like, I don't know. Ugh. 
it, Should we like talk a little bit more to set it up? Because we're just diving right in. Oh, okay. I don't know. You're like you, these people know. Do you think? I no. mean, okay. Set set up. This Beaches is a movie that was made in what 1987. Uh, it came out in '88. Came out in '88. It was based on the 1985 book Beaches by Iris Rayner Dart. Dart. In the book Hillary, which is the Barbara Hershey character, his name Birdie. Birdie. Yeah. Not Gertie, but Birdie. Yeah. Close enough. My first note is Lainey Kazan, a real broad. (laughs) She is. (laughs) She's also five years older than Bette Midler and plays her mother. She's five years older than Bette Midler? Yeah, and obviously Bette Midler is a child in in the the beginning beginning of the movie, played by Maya Bialik very famously. How old was, was, oh, first of all, it's impeccable, impeccable casting. It is, except you know that she didn't sing. Oh, I thought she did. Nope. It sounded like her voice. It does, but but Bet apparently wanted them to dub in a voice that was more like her voice. Okay. Uh, okay. And I guess that was, and Mayim's wasn't enough. Okay. I don't know her the extent of her talent because she looks like she's singing, but yeah, they dubbed yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, she perfect casting. Yeah. Also, that song is good. I love the glory of love. Your glory of love number. Yes. One thing I'll say that I noticed that there is a... Showing a kid smoking is a big deal. Oh, my God. She's 11. um, I think she was 12. No, they're 11. Well, in the book, they're they're 11. But I think she was 12. If she was 13, she comes out smoking, dressed honestly, straight up and down like a sex worker. Like, Like if I saw that child running around with that makeup on, smoking a cigarette, I'd be like... But one that, like, works in a bordello. Yeah, exactly. Because she's got, (laughs) like... fringe. And it's kind of velvety? It's like a purple. It's, it's almost like it's a, like a hot pink satin, like Teddy. It's like with fringe old, on it. Actually, I would fucking love to. I think that I would actually look sexy if it had a thong on it. If it were it. filled out. Uh, yeah, yeah, and if you were filled out, like if I <laughs> not if she's wearing <laughs> not, not on a twelve-year-old. I, I would actually like to wear it. I think it would be sexy lingerie. Okay. So it's kind of fucked up that she's like just hanging oh out my on God, the beach. It's insane. In, in fishnet fingerless gloves yes. which is so hoey <laughs> it's so ho <laughs> it's so ho <laughs> um, but I mean literally the child is 12 years old smoking a cigarette for this movie and smoking a cigarette but but the, I'm talking about the actor like oh the a- character okay, notwithstanding they have this the I don't think it would be legal to have a child smoke like that anymore I, I really it may don't it have been fake cigarettes though could have been, in, been. in Mad Men they used fake cigarettes okay. because right. they were so much smoking right. and people couldn't like do that yeah Okay, so sh- I don't know. I don't. We should. should yeah, we go, <laughs> We shouldn't do a blow by blow, but we should. No, I didn't. I didn't write my notes like that. I, I kind of did, but I'll. We'll. We'll shuffle through. Anyway, one of the critiques that Beaches, which has a lot of critiques, which came out to like bat, was was a hit. It was a solid hit. It made like close to sixty million, which in eighty eight was a lot. What was the budget? Uh, you know? low. It was probably like um it was twelve produced- or something like that. Oh wow. Okay. It was produced by Bette and the Midler. And two other women. Who well, it was they? part of her. Bette Midler had a deal with Touchstone Pictures. That's where. Oh, that's where all ruthless these great people down in Beverly Hills, uh, outrageous uh, fortune, big business, big business. These are all Touchstone. I'm pretty sure they're all Touchstone. Oh, Maybe like the earliest one isn't, but a lot of so those are Touchstone. So many of the movies that I in this category are Touchstone. So that if we're talking about lots of Shelley Long. What's really interesting is yes, absolutely. It, it, it's very interesting because. That's so studio system. She signed this multi-picture deal, you mm. know? And so it's like a, the 40s throwback again in, in that way, even. But, but she totally. But then she also gets, you know, EP credit and she does, pay, I right. guess. Cause oh, for the boys, I believe, is Touchstone as well, which was her follow-up. Which oh, I was, like that movie. 
We're not going to do that. We're not going to. It's not a it's not mostly. Essential. It's not about female friendships or foes. What is it about? War? It's about the USO. Yeah. It's, she's friends with the soldiers. Friends. No, she's in. She's a perf- like a famous yeah, person but did, who does she bond performing with? in the USO. I think the people she's on tour with. What was the question that you just asked? Who produced oh, it? Budget. And I have the I have the answer. Budget was twenty, but still it, it returned fifty seven. Made a profit, and that was just from what I understand in the US. It it was a profitable movie. It was a hit. It was a solid hit. Um, produced huge by songs. Pro- well, a huge yeah, song. Huge. The album was huge, and the song was huge. Yes, but only one song was huge. Produced by Bonnie Bruckheimer Martell. Okay. Bette Midler and someone named Margaret Juth. Okay. And it was written by Mary Agnes Donahue, who adapted it from the Iris. Iris. Dar- yeah. So yeah, there's women. There's women threaded through here. And then Gary Marshall directed. A lot of times you'll see that Dirty Dancing was um, written by a woman. The uh, you know what Bonnie Sue Fishman, known professionally as Bonnie Bruckheimer, has kind of like a solid career, women's movies career. Okay. She's done Hocus Pocus. Yeah. Beaches. Yes. Divine Secrets of the Yaya Sisterhood. Right. Uh, Night Moves. Okay. A lot of Bette Midler stuff. She's yeah. like her producing partner. She, yeah. She was an Stella. assistant on The Rose. Stella was also Touchstone, wasn't it? Yeah. Stella was the one that, God, she looks, I always thought. She her, did For the Boys. I always hated her posture on the on the poster for Stella. <laughs> <laughs> you know, your neck. Why are you doing that? Tell me about the some of the reviews. Wait, first I want to say, if you could answer, what is your absolute favorite thing about this movie? Because I have one thing. Okay. Do you have a favorite thing? Let me think about it. Yes. Okay. I have it. It's when they're playing cards in the laundromat <laughs> and like some uh, like weirdo just comes up and stands <laughs> there and, and stares in. at them. Yeah. And Bette Midler's talking and she stops talking. And she goes, get out of here. <laughs> You know, I see that. I see that sometimes. I realize, it's me like, too. I know, like, kids. Yeah. <laughs> maybe you say that. Yeah, I say you it. say it, but when you're talking about like discourse, like, get out of here. Yeah, but yeah, I. But, but that's what that is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I like that Barbara Hershey calls her daughter puss. Okay, I noticed that too for the first time. And I'll tell you, when I was younger and I first saw this, my absolute favorite thing was the Auto Titsling song. Yes, which Bette Midler actually wrote. Um, oh. She co-wrote. It's it's from uh, an album. It's from the comedy album that she had released before oh. this. And so they It's a song that. about... about- the, this man Otto Titzling, who actually invented the brassiere, but but it's not, it's an urban legend. It's like bra- not true it, in the story. Yeah, yes, no, this story, is not yeah. based on. It's not this based is on not reality. Factual. It's not a history. Yeah, it's, it's a, a false history of the like creation a, it's of like the a, bra. It's like a little, you know, it's like wicked. Yeah. It's like <laughs> it's an alternate history. It's theater. Otto Titzling, inventor and kraut, had nothing to get very worked up about. His inventions were failures. His Bust and bust and bust. Colorado Titsling had found his quest to lift 
Oh yeah, so I wrote a song because Puss has tell a cat named Pouncer. Yes, tell me, sing it, do it. Good old Pouncer and Puss walking down the alley. Good old Pouncer and Puss, your mother had to die. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna do something nasty like pounce oh, or puss. No, or puss. it's a child and a cat. Pounce also, or, did you notice that? Puss? Did, did, did it's you, like that guy whose name is Ryder Strong. Yeah, that's such I, a porn name. Did Why you ever does see parents the, do that? Did you ever see the Jerry Hall interview and she's <laughs> talking about him because she was in something with him and and she says like, you're like who's your co-star?" And she's like Ryder Strong. And you can't even hear what the interviewer says. And she goes, I know. Great name. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Also, Pouncer is Prince. Did you notice that he, he's a British short hair and he just like sits oh, there? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant Prince, the musician, but no. <laughs> Prince. My cat. He is exactly Prince, but fatter. And he actually makes noise. It, like Prince doesn't. Prince is mute. Oh, I would uh, imagine that that was all... Fully art it seems fully, but also some British short hairs do, some British short hairs don't. At one point, she like, the, the, Hillary's like, come in for dinner. And she just like leaves the cat on the lawn. <laughs> the on cat the, just sits there. <laughs> she brings the cat to the beach. She does bring the cat to the beach. <laughs> the cat's very tolerant. It of, seems. I mean, those cats really are. Like, Prince, I can take anywhere. I would be terrified to bring a cat to the beach. Me too, because people leave the door open. What do you mean leave the No, I mean on the beach. She brought on the, the beach, cat beach. on yeah. the beach. Overheating, cats freak out. I, or just like, I don't know, like them getting stupid and like getting swept oh, away totally. by the waves. Totally. Like, yeah, it's just a like, child. Let's not forget it's a child. Totally. With a chunky cat. I, I wouldn't like that. I wrote it's down not right. child star shimmies. They have uh, Maya Bialik as this young 11 year old in this whore outfit they have her shaker tits <laughs> they do as part of her choreo yeah and it's do. like why but why why is she doing a shimmy it's like oh look it's cute yeah it's supposed to be like cute she's in a kitty show also her character is bigoted generally speaking why what did she, she say she calls her competitor a hand walking queer she complains about she the turk that's her landlord oh i didn't even re yeah, realize she has, the like, turk these, like, thing stray, but i yeah. thought that like she meant queer like as in weirdo it, it's very it, 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 I she, never oh yeah, thought her landlord, she meant her a crazy Turk I never That's, thought uh, they used it that way though back yeah. then you know so but like they it was also more popular used then. it as weird as being weird though I don't know that was supposed to be in 1951 yeah so that was a long time ago it was it was pretty early yeah it was pretty early to even have consciousness really to be talking I would I would guess actually that queer but also the movie could be anachronistic I mean you know she could still be bigoted and they just got it wrong. They yeah, met. or, well, actually, she calls let's her talk landlord about a crazy the, Turk. Let's talk about the Let's talk about Hillary quoting Wait. Martin Luther King Jr. Free at last, free at last. Yes. And it's like the whitest, white. she's the whitest, the whitest, whitest lady in the world. She's like old money from San Francisco, like has a mansion in San Francisco. You have to be so rich to have a mansion in San Francisco. Oh, so let's talk about some similarities between the book and the movie, because actually the the stuff that happens in the very beginning when they're kids, that's very true to the book. And that's like the only time that anything is true to the book. 
The rest of it is oh, just interesting. Yeah, the rest of it is just like blah, and it's just completely made up. Have we like laid out what we're talking about? Yes, we did. <laughs> we definitely people definitely know this is a story about two friends through the years and there are several flashbacks and all that stuff. Okay, they meet as children. And yes, then they on the exchange under the boardwalk. Under the boardwalk, which is where Cece's hanging out. Yeah, smoking. She's a she's an aspiring entertainer. She's she's an aspiring Ben Midler, is what she is. Yeah, exactly. The, the whole character is because you watch her because she grows up. Okay, so she goes through similar to Ben Midler stage, small stages in New York, and builds her way up, and then ends up having a like recording gay clubs, career. Gay yeah, piano gay, clubs. Yes, exactly. You know, like the Continental Baths. Also does a lot of black music in the whitest fucking way. Totally. Under the boardwalk. She another thing about this, I'm sorry to interrupt. I'll get back to Under the Boardwalk in one second. There are several, and I mean at least four full songs that she sings from beginning to end. I I you know what? I never get tired of it. I like it the whole time. It's I a musical. love the song. Yeah, I love and I usually hate musicals. I am like, oh, no, they're going to sing. They're going to sing. Yeah. And then they start singing. And I'm like, oh, and I just like wait until the song is over. I never feel like that because there's montages playing when she's doing it for the most part. And it cut. It's like music videos because it cuts back and forth to her actually singing. Yes. And then some like stuff going on. But it's just funny because you like watch it and you're like, OK, who is she supposed to be like kind of like Carly Simon at the time? But it's really just like she's just supposed to be Bette Midler. Bette Midler. Yeah. Yeah. But the weird thing is that Bette Midler wasn't like that adult contemporary before that album. She just kind of, it was like she became, it was like Cece became her and she became Cece in this automatic reflexive process. But it was kind of spontaneous in a way because like her last music album, because she had a comedy album between, I did this, I looked this up. Her last music album was like in 85, Beaches is 88. It's all Bette Midler. It might've been in 84, the one before that. And it was like rock and new wave inspired. So Mm -hmm. she was like going down that track. And then she does this middle of the road ass. How old like, wait, we wanted to know how old she was when this started. When she how old made she this. was when she made this. Okay. She was born in 45. This came out in 88. She was 44 when it came out. Okay. 40. Okay. She was 44 when it came out. So she's so, figure she's 43 or so when she's making it. She looks good. Like for my 43. age. Yeah. Yeah. So, but she you know, good. you know that they're in their forties and they're playing women in their twenties while they're in their 40s yes. it's like it's very play-like in that way like right. it's like kind of like a play yeah well, where it's just, because there are different actors obviously we mentioned as yeah. when they're kids but then once just they jump 11. to like yeah childhood so in the book that it's very true to that beginning like that's how they met they met in atlantic city and it's like basically i mean the book is basically about like how easy it is to make friends when you're a kid but how hard it is to maintain friendships but how valuable it is a hundred percent. So every other scene after that is completely different. Uh, Barbara, the the character Hillary Whitney is not even named Hillary Whitney. She's named like Birdie White. Yeah, and she's not. Is, that, a, is it really Birdie White? Yeah, she's not a. <laughs> she is white. She's not a lawyer. She okay. doesn't have any occupation because okay. she never had to work because she's from this really old money family and she just has money. Right. And she like does things for like she volunteers for like crippled children and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She maintains this friendship with. Bette Midler's character with Cece because, you know, her, their lives are so different right. and she's fascinated by that. There's nothing else that's the same. So then Iris Rainer Dart was interviewed about that mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where this is from because this is actually repurposed on a blog and they don't like attribute where the interview was done. Sure. But Iris Rainer Dart said, 
The movie was true to the spirit of the book. I was on the set of the movie while they were shooting a scene that I never would have written, and I was trying not to show that it bothered me. Bette Midler asked me what I thought, and I said it was good. She said, oh, Iris, do you get upset every time we shoot a scene that isn't in your book? And I said exactly what I felt at that moment. Honey, you are starring in the movie of my book. How bad could it be? Did they change things? Yes. But ultimately, the film was about having a friend who helps you out in this world with laughter and dignity. And that's the story I wanted to tell. So if they veer off a bit, it doesn't really matter. My version of the story is in the library. The collaborative version is on the screen. Why shouldn't that be okay? Great attitude. Right? What, exactly. What a, she showed up and, and they're was, both acted like two, a winner. It's kind of like Ghost World. You know, Ghost World, the, the graphic novel and Ghost World, the movie mm-hmm. are completely Very different. different yeah, yeah. But the 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 vibe is exactly the same. Right. The like the the characters are the same. The, same the universe. Sentiment. It's just kind of like a different timeline. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. And, but in the book, they go to all different beaches. Like their relationship oh, is, is based going when, to when they meet up at different beaches. Beaches. Exactly. Whereas so like, there's like two beaches. In well, they meet. In, yeah, it's there like is. There are two beaches. There's one sure. in San Francisco, which I don't yeah. even know what that beach is called. I don't called. know either. And then there's Atlantic City. In Atlantic I mean, City. And then there's there Miami. Are, there are beaches. Yeah, there are. There's Miami too. That's beaches. beaches. Sure. Beaches. Technically... New York's an island. San Francisco's a Bay Area. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> LA's on the coast. See the water from certain places. Right. When you're certain places. But um, so in the book they go to they live they were living in New York for a little bit together, I think. But then they go and spend a summer together on LBI. Okay. And Bette Midler is at uh doing a play at the Surflight Theater, which is Summerstock, which real. is like a real theater. Wow. So LBI is where your parents have beach our house beach house. Is. Yeah, yes. my family beach house. That's where I worked as a teenager it's, growing right. up. It's woven into your life. Yeah. Very strongly. So I loved that aspect of it. But right. then like, of course, How for could you not? example, like when they show them reconnecting again after Hillary had to leave to go care for her father in the book. I mean, in the movie, it's because Bette Midler finally made it to Broadway and mm-hmm. she's having this Broadway show and she invites Hillary and her new husband out. And it's like, why wasn't she invited to the fucking wedding? Yeah. Like, that's weird. But that's not how it was in the books. Okay. Obviously. Like, right. and there were multiple marriages with different men in the books. One thing book. I will one thing I will say is that a lot of the reviews, and it's crazy because they were like all written by men and mm. they're very dismissive. Roger Ebert didn't like it. He didn't. And I'll read you in a second his the opening of his review whose premise I reject. He, this, somebody else said that it doesn't make sense that they're friends. And I thought actually their friendship made total sense yeah, because did. Hillary was Cece's first fan and yes. Cece just could not resist yeah. the adoration that this woman had for a girl, two women had for her talent. And that then, was never contested. And then Cece, and then Cece was so glamorous to Hillary and was like from such yeah. a different, it was like fascinating to her. Totally. And totally. also Cece was fucking really nice to her. Yes, she Gave was. Gave her a place to live. Forgived her for fucking her crush. Yes. Forgived her. For, forgave forgave her. her. Forgave her after. Actually, Hillary was such a bitch to her when they went shopping at Bergdorf. Oh, my God. That like, whole thing where they're screaming in public. That, and it's, that but, would have been in page six. Totally. <laughs> I bet it would be funny if it was. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but it's like when they were doing that, it, that was all on Hillary. Like, you know, uh, Cece was really she was she was right. I felt like when she said I was, was just, I've been responding there? to you. 
Oh, that that Hillary has been a bit a bitch the so whole cold. time. Well, because yeah. Hillary marries a guy that doesn't like CC. Yes, he doesn't even. He just doesn't approve. And of also, her, she's basically. coming to see them, and she had just fucked. She had fucked John. So it's awkward. And then CC married John. Yes. So, so it's but, all right. weird. And that's John is played by John Hurd, the dad from Home Alone, yes. who's actually sexy in this. He is. Yeah, it's just when he's younger. What I understand in the book is that he turns out to be what was what's deemed a pedophile. I don't remember that aspect. I told you there's like a bunch I don't remember. I mean, that seems, I can't believe you don't remember that. That yeah. seems like a thing. I don't know. I mean, really I the one that. thing that stuck with me really was the Hawaii thing yeah. and the, I'll tell you about the Hawaii thing and the um, LBI thing because it was, right. you know, where I grew up. Ebert's review begins. Maybe the problem is with the flashbacks. Maybe if the whole story had simply been told from beginning to end, it would have felt less like one of those 1950s tearjerkers with the rain blowing in through the window and getting the curtains all wet. But yeah, the, that's what that's. This is the second wave of that. I know he's d- dismissing that as like abject. right off the bat. Yeah, yeah, just like well, it doesn't want to be that, does it? <laughs> Maybe it does. Yeah. But Beaches begins on a note of impending doom, and that colors everything else with an undertone of bittersweet poignancy. And believe me, there is only so much bittersweet poignancy I can take in any one movie. The fact of the matter is that death colors everything with poignancy. So to introduce that aspect in the beginning of the movie tells you that this is all petty shit that actually matters so much. And that is life. Yeah. It's all the little things and the what you'd think of as like, you know, petty drama. Yeah. Because also like you kind of get the sense too, because they're like when they're arguing when Hillary is in labor and they're like bickering about things that had happened. She's like, you did this to me when I was at the Plaza Hotel and you left me and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I told you I got robbed. And you never see any of that. And so that must have been at some point between when they when Hillary lived there and when, you know, she came to visit CC or something like that. It, it just because their friendship spans like 30 decades, thir- I mean, uh, 30 years. Yes. So, yeah, you're just getting like these snapshots of moments in their life it's not supposed to be this like big linear thing it's just supposed to be pivotal moments in their friendship exactly and like some of it's a little over long and like and some of the timing doesn't make sense in some things i'll tell you and and like the like she's like she gets with john she meets john and then she doesn't get with john and she gets with john and then they she leaves john and she's with john again and it's like oh yeah 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 no, no, I don't yeah. think they got back together again, right? You didn't I think, think so when no. they worked together? You didn't? No, oh. I think that he, she was like, it's just business. And then she was like, thank you. And he said, thank you. And I think they were just like. Literally, that was true? Yeah. That's, huh, I mean, that's I, kind of what I, how I took interesting. it. Because okay. he, wouldn't he have been at the funeral with her? Regardless, what I mean to say is he goes in and out of her life and it gets to be a little bit like, all right, with the John stuff, you know? Sometimes you have that, though. No, but it just, in the movie, it kind of puts a drag on things where it's like, where well, are we going she here? She just needed a reason, oh, uh, like a reason for someone giving her a second chance for her comeback. Yes. You know, and that was kind of it. Totally. In, so, all right, when they have that, they have a big fight in... New York when Hillary comes to visit with her husband who's an asshole. And this is at when Cece's making her Broadway splash. Yeah. And, and people like know this, who she is. This uh, play called Sizzle. Sizzle. It's a musical <laughs> and that's when she does auto titsling. Yeah it's like body and it's like so that's why that guy doesn't like it because it's like really like racy. But wait but before that on her way up she has this number called O Industry. Mm. That that like steampunk, yeah, it's weird a, musical a, that like the Falcon players put on, which is the guy John, who she has a crush on. He runs the Falcon. That's his 
his theater group. Suppose it was like it was like 80s steampunk, but like times Bloomingdale's because it's like kind of like, you know, baggy, big shouldered and, and a little bit time bandits. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Because it had that like scary aspect to it. It was kind of scary because well, there are masks involved. And then at the end, all of a sudden she has a mask on. You're like, where the fuck did she get that? Right. Like she turns around like fast and it's like on her face and the song is like about oh, industry. industry yeah it's like whatever will be and she does she this kind of like, like choreograph like this uh, like routine that's like bit real mariah carey it's yeah. like real not, not doing minimal, shit but it, they minimal. make it seem like it's yeah, something she's it's moving like, to a, yeah. a rhythm <laughs> but the the lyrics are like yes i'm a relic trapped in the water <laughs> i am the captain and this is my shrine Lord of the Supposedly, it was inspired by Laurie Anderson. Okay. It was supposed to be okay. that. Okay. I mean, come on. It was weird. At the end, when there's like crowd hubbub, one woman says, it was avant-garde at its best. <laughs> <laughs> and then they have these like weird twins who are yes. like wearing the yeah, same I've outfit. I've seen them before, though. I know them. They were in other things. They're I know. In what are they Batman, in? Batman, right? Weren't they part of the are they Joker's henchmen? They might be in big business. They were like, they'd be like. They're twins. Bit, yeah. The Touchstone twins, twins. With They look like Michael Gross in a way. Yeah, they do. <laughs> or they look like Mary Gross. They, Mar- they have that, like a Prince Valiant haircut. Yes. Like a bowl cut, right? Did, yeah. The, the first, this is the first time I've noticed this watching it. When, when Cece comes home drunk, yeah. she's carrying one of the twins. They have these like oh, shawls so funny. on them. Yeah. And she's carrying one of the twins shawls. That's amazing. <laughs> I never noticed that. She, I, I find it very impressive that she's coming in in the morning drunk because I would have, the, the amount of drunk she is, I would have passed out long before that. <laughs> unless she was doing other Cocaine. stuff. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember in the book if, if there was that. But so in the, in the book, they actually, she meets Michael, Cece meets Michael for the first time in Hawaii and both couples are in Hawaii and they're like doing a vacation together and Michael meets Cece for the first time okay. and he, she had already been famous at this point and he told her he always wanted to sleep with her. Oh. And Bertie, who is Hillary, overhears him and then, so the fight starts like that. So the fight uh-huh. is like, then she gets mad at uh, Cece instead of at her husband. That's ridiculous. Right? He's the one who said it. And then that's what the whole fight came from. And so she was still in the wrong. It's just different. It's like a different way, but it is still the same vibe yeah. where she's like taking her husband's side over her friends. Yeah. She was a shitty fucking friend. And then she stopped talking to Cece, even though she was one that was in the wrong. 
she was just jealous that Cece was like living the life that she always said she was going to. Right. And she didn't really do anything with her life. Yeah. Uh, well, and she admits as much too. Yeah. During like an emotional peak. Did you notice that Betty Spaghetti is the saleswoman in Bergdorf's? No, I did not. <laughs> From League of Their Own. Wow. <laughs> what else? Sterling Spalding Gray is Hillary's obstetrician. Yeah. That okay. Cece so then, has an affair with. Yeah. So then it's and like then now ghosts? two men saw their pussies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> saw both their pussies. Also, like, all right. So how did he get married? So oh my quick? god! Because she 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 right. leaves. Hillary's when pregnant. Hillary's pregnant. And they reconnect. He's her obstetrician. He is introduced as such. Which after this big fight, she and Cece reconnect it's because like Cece their, their second time reconnecting. Yeah, Cece is like is. Her career is really taking a, a nosedive because she's difficult to work with. Right. And so now she's doing nightclubs again. She's doing like club acts, even though she should be above that. Um, but it's enough that it's like advertised. So Hillary knew that. So she went down to the club. They reconnect. And then she Hillary's pregnant and is visibly pregnant because yes. CC tells her she looks fat, which is like, bitch, you just fucking made up. I would punch her if then she was like, God, you got so fat. Like yeah. that's how oh she my God. says it. Totally. Women would never say that oh, to yeah. each it other. Was insane. Women would never say that to each other unless she knew she was pregnant and she was just like kind of kidding with her, you know? So then Right. Hillary admits that she's pregnant and she's pregnant with her husband Michael's kid, but she caught Michael having an affair with a woman wearing her robe. So she's just divorced Michael. Yeah, a woman wearing her robe because she walks up to the door and she's like, That's, <laughs> that's my, my robe. robe. She cared more about her robe than the husband. Did you know that she got like lip injections? Yes. For that, this? Wait, that's real. I thought that was an urban legend. No, no, I mean, it says in the trivia on IMDb, it could be, I don't know if it's cited, so that could be wrong, but yeah. But like, why did she do that? I remember that being a story that she got lip injections just for this movie. Right. And it's like, well, maybe it wasn't just for this movie. Maybe she just wanted to get them. Yeah. They do look kind of weird. She, she got like Lisa Rinna type injections where they were permanent. And then I think she ended up getting them removed. And I'm sure she does filler now. So then Cece's like, oh, I'm going to marry your gynecologist. But then Cece at the last, because she's like staying with uh, Hillary and you don't know how much time has passed. It's passed enough that she meets the gynecologist because she goes to an appointment with her. They're decorating the nursery together. It's really unclear how much time has passed. Yes. But her stomach totally. has grown. Her stomach has grown. So it's months. So and she seems to be well into her second trimester, maybe her third Yes, and then Cece goes away, and then she comes Cece back. Cece gets a job with with uh, her ex husband yes. in Falcon Players, right? Then she comes back for the birth, and then she sees him again, and it's because she ghosted him. She like just left town, didn't yeah, say she goodbye. Asked, she actually asked Barbara Hershey to do the honors. Yeah, and which is so shitty. It is. It is. That is actually a shitty thing to do to put your pregnant friend in that position to like totally. not tie that lot that up. Come on, you know. Especially because that guy was obviously expecting something. Well, she said they, she bought a veil, like she bought a wedding outfit. Yeah. And then she left. They yeah. were supposed. She jilted him. Yeah. So then, when she came back and she runs into him again, and they're kind of flirty, but then he reveals to her that he got married, and it's like, oh hey, dude, you had just gotten divorced I mean, when you met Cece, <laughs> yeah. and now like, what? How much time has passed? Three or four weeks? Yeah, totally. <laughs> like, yeah. Come or, on. Maybe he was engaged. I think he was engaged. <laughs> Also, okay, this made me laugh so hard because Cece passes out in the hospital as yeah. Hillary begins to give birth. 
But then when she wakes up, she's just slumped on a chair. Yeah, they like carried her over to a chair. Why was she passed out for <laughs> well, that long? I, if That's you, so long for the whole birth. Yeah, she wakes up until like, everything's like hours calm. later. I, when I passed out in a hospital, they, <laughs> after my birth, they, yes, they harangued me <laughs> and were like, I had to like. I had to like I don't know what is he even like you design you design a release yeah they wanted to admit me is what I'm trying to they and wanted they were, to admit because they like were afraid you were going to sue them that, right like, you know you tripped or whatever and I was like no I'm fine <laughs> Christy like ran back into the room she was like Rich Rich just fainted <laughs> it's like a whole thing I wish they would have just draped me over a chair <laughs> yeah it's like how long was she out for I don't know it, it seemed like hours <laughs> that they were just like she'll be fine my mom tells my birth story is that my dad passed out and then he didn't wake up until after it was over wow. i kind of have a feeling that he passed out and he was like i'm not going back in there right. <laughs> and then he just refused to go back in that is totally something he would do yeah then she had the baby she named her victoria even though Cece had asked her to name it after her i love that she didn't do that though i think the middle question. name was cecilia though okay but still good that she's in I think she was kind of like joking. Yeah, kind of. She was kind of like playing up her narcissism. Yeah, Yeah. it's like a joke. As a joke, but also she would have preferred it clearly. Yeah, of course. Right. Yeah, no, it's a little bit like this happened and this happened and this happened after a while. But it turns out that Hillary has viral cardiomyopathy. What is that? Like, can anyone get that or is that genetic? Uh, It's a virus. It's, It's a viral. Yeah, the most common cause... Of this disorder is an infection from coxsackle B, the coxsackle B virus, which drastically weakens the heart, eventually keeping it from pumping a sufficient amount of blood necessary to keep the patient alive. This is via IMDb, by the way. So, oh, yeah. But I mean, I, I don't imagine it's untrue. Well, the Wikipedia says, oh, no, it's not Wikipedia. This is a, a pubmed.ncbi. Okay. Sure, pubmed. Viral infection of the heart is relatively common, usually asymptomatic, and has a spontaneous and complete resolution. It can, however, in rare cases, lead to substantial cardiac damage, development of viral cardiomyopathy, and congestive heart failure. Viral cardiomyopathy is defined as viral persistence in a dilated heart. It may be accompanied by myocardial inflammation and then termed inflammatory viral cardiomyopathy. Well... Regardless, it causes a, de- uh, a, a it's, it's like a degenerative disease. It also is associated with AIDS. Okay. I mean, and she was living in San Francisco. She was. She does look like the fly toward the end. She really, she deteriorates. Like they let her go. And they really, they, they like make her sweaty. Her. They, yeah. And they puff her with, with, with powder. And so then she's going to die. So the actually the way the movie starts is that Bette Midler's performing in the Hollywood Bowl. This, She's prat- rehearsing. Yes, for, for this, a big giant performance that's supposed to happen. And it's very mor under the boardwalk. Yeah, <laughs> opens the entire movie. And then I mean the entire song. Plays. She gets a note, like a message that you know something happened. So you see her run off. She tries to get a plane, but there's it's raining. She kind of has a fit in the yeah airport. in the airport, and then she ends up renting a car and driving from L.A. to San Francisco. I really from I didn't really pick up the nuance of her being a diva, and I just thought it that was kind of appropriate airport behavior. <laughs> no, well, <laughs> I mean, her friend did die. Her friend did die. It's I mean, true. like her friend was sick. But I felt like oh, that's that's how like you get what you want in airports. 
<laughs> throw a diva fit. Yeah. So, so then she's driving, and this is supposed to be. Yeah, she's driving all the way up to San Francisco. It's supposed to be the whole movie's supposed to be her flashbacks. Yes. Thinking about these points in their relationship. Yes. That were pivotal. Yeah. And their whole relationship as a whole. In order. So then she shows up at the hospital, but then you don't see that until the very end. So in between all this time, you know, she ends up having the baby, and then you know the little girl's like eight years old, and. Uh, Hillary's working she passes out as she's working she like starts it seems like she's having a panic attack yeah but maybe she's having some kind of a heart attack or something she like falls to the floor then she's in the hospital and then so she's really sick and then she like starts going to a law law library and she's like looking to see you know library oh I thought because she's a lawyer okay she goes to the, the library and she looks up cardiomyopathy she gets a bunch of books out about it She's reading it and then she slowly realize, is realizing that she this will is it. die. Yeah, that this is terminal. There's nothing that they're going to be able to do. So she calls for one last summer with Cece. Yeah. On the beach. Yeah. And then, oh my God, this you saw the You Are My Sunshine part, right? Yeah. So that's like what made me really sad when I was watching the real world when they were all on this horse right. back riding singing trip that song. with Pedro and they're all singing that song Maybe they sang that song because of beaches. You know? It could be. It could be. Could be. And it was like, that was kind of heartbreaking because they're singing the song, all three of them. Uh, Victoria, who um, is not very really, like, accepting of Cece in the beginning. She just like sees her as like a person that's in between her and her mother and she doesn't like that. Right. She and her she's mother. She's openly hostile to Cece. Yeah, she's a total mm. bitch. And then Cece is like so selfish and whatever and a diva. That she's such a bitch back to this yeah, kid, which reminds is. me a lot of you. <laughs> uh, well, I, I'm not so <laughs> selfish and a diva. Well, you, but you will take, take a, you'll shit. take a, you know, <laughs> you'll take a beef with a kid. <laughs> well, sometimes and you're they, like, you're like, the, you know, what? if they're going to start with me, I'm going to start with them. It's not, <laughs> I feel like I've revised my, I haven't had much children beef lately. I mean, you take it as Not it lately. comes. It, that's true. It take hasn't it as been it lately. It's take it been, as it comes. It's been over a year. Yeah. Yeah. Take okay. it as it comes. It's I've straightened out, I think. But, you know, sometimes kids need to know a little something. So they go to the beach. And it's, like, devastating because, you know, Cece is trying to entertain this little girl. But Barbara Hershey... or. Hillary Whitney is like dying inside and she's not like coming out to do things. She's staying in your pajamas. Yeah. At the end of the summer, I love, I love when, when Hillary goes, it's been a really great summer. And Cece goes, we have had some laughs, haven't we? (laughs) (laughs) Sir, who's the hand walking queer now? Right. (laughs) (laughs) So I started crying at this part when, when, they got in a fight about Hillary always staying in her pajamas Oops. about Hillary, like being sad that Cece is having more fun with her daughter than she is because she like can't really move around and jump around the way that Cece can. Mm-hmm. And they get in a fight about it. And Hillary is like, you don't know what it's like to be dying. And Cece was like, well, you're not dead. You should act like you're living in that. I was just like sobbing in my kitchen while I was watching it. It's um I uh also because I did my will and you know, so I had to think yeah. all of these scenarios out in my head. And I don't know, I would just be like so it's like just so sad. The closest I came to crying was actually when 
Hillary like leaves. She requests to leave the hospital. Basically, she doesn't want her daughter to see her dying in a hospital. Mm-hmm. So Cece's and it's going to be it's clearly going to be like days. And so Cece takes her back to the beach and she's like dying on a chair. And they're watching the sunset. But it's fall. Yeah. So it's cold out. And it's like because the beach during fall is so melancholy. I feel like you just see the summer fade. I think that's a really effective image. I thought that was like worth the price of admission. Basically, It's really good. And and obviously when beneath my wings is playing during this. Exactly. She dies. And and there's a kind of like quick cut to after that image to the hearse to the side of the hearse the, the black shine to the, and the and the tombstone which says whitney really big on it and robin what's her last name crawford robin crawford who was whitney houston's lover and best friend and employee she said that they went to go see this movie together oh yeah and when they saw that it said whitney That's on right. the tombstone they were sobbing wow. together and she was thinking about whitney and her drug use and dying it, it, and i think they both were yeah I was crying in that when that part of the book came up. Wait, can I just... All right, so there's this one song in this movie. It's called, I Think It's Gonna Rain. Today? Oh, because she also sings a Cole Porter song very early on. I've still got my health. And it's like this white lady. I mean, like, (laughs) because there's nothing black about her music. There's nothing really black about the way that she sings. It doesn't... You know how like Celine Dion kind of has like a gospelish inflection a lot of the time? Yeah. There's none of that in Bette Midler's no, voice. No, it's very, It's Broadway it's, lady. She's so Broadway. Which is so white, you Speaking know, a of lot Broadway, of the time, did traditionally. You, did you know that they tried to do this as a TV show? Uh, oh, a TV show. Neil Long. Oh, no, they did do it as a TV movie. Idina Menzel. Oh, because it's two. Because there's two episodes. So I, that was a TV movie? Yeah, it was a TV movie. Okay. Maybe two parts. Okay. I didn't watch it. Yeah, I didn't watch it's, it either. I'm not interested it's in not, that. That's not how you do it. But, because one of the things that we haven't mentioned is that a huge reason why this movie is so good is because that Midler is so good and natural and quick on her feet. And she's just a wonder to watch. Like, I actually think this performance should have been nominated no it wasn't? What, no, nothing was nominated. Wow. Beaches was not a respected movie. Wow. Yeah. But everyone that I know loved it. I remember thinking, I remember seeing the trailer. I was young. I was like eight, maybe when this came out, nine. And I was like, oh my God, I can't wait to see that. And I, I just have always loved it. Wait, can I read you the lyrics from I Think It's Gonna Rain oh, yeah, today? Yeah, yeah. All right. Broken windows and empty hallways. A pale dead moon in a sky streaked with gray. Human kindness is overflowing, and I think it's going to rain today. Scarecrows. Scarecrows? Scarecrows dressed in the latest styles. Really? Just wasting their clothes on the scarecrows. That's, yeah, that's it's, like, it's like Diana. It's like, it's like Balenciaga. Spencer. Yeah. Yes. Did she, when she put a Chanel jacket on totally, the fucking scarecrow. Totally. <laughs> scarecrows dressed in the latest styles. The frozen smiles to chase love away. Human kindness is overflowing, and I think it's going to rain today. Like, she says all these, like, horrible things, and then she's like, human kindness is overflowing. Right. Like, what? Yeah. Uh, what yeah. a weird friggin' it song. It is a weird song. She also has, I mean, she has a lot of, like, very adult, the whole album is just really... Adult contemporary. I like love CC it, Blooms, CC Bloom's recording, like CC Bloom's aesthetic is adult contemporary. Yeah. Just that's Completely. what she was doing yeah. unabashedly. I, I love 
that's the story of love. Well, especially the when she sings it at the end. And it, oh and yeah, because it's like it's and slow it's, and, it's, and, it's like, and it's sad. It takes on a different meaning. Yeah, it really does. It does. That really works. Yes. Uh, it's like I did one of my notes is what a beautiful movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, because like all right, and also I totally when I was watching this movie, I watched it through the lens of a single mother with a young daughter. Yeah. And what would happen if I die? I'm going to start crying again. Okay. What would happen if I died? And would she know who I was? Your mom? I mean, (laughs) (laughs) like, would she, like, would she like, does she get who I am right now? Well, she's left enough of a digital footprint that she could figure it out pretty easily. I don't know if I would just want her to know me through that stuff. Well, sure. Because like, that's not all of me. It's you not know? all of you, but it's a lot. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not, though. It's, I, haven't, it's quite... I haven't published in so long. But this podcast she could oh, listen shit, to. Oh, shit. I forgot about that. <laughs> okay. I forgot about that. Okay. But I would be, but that's like kind of like the, the lens I was watching it through now. And then yeah. also as being an older person, and when you're and having watched it when I was a kid, yeah. when I was their age. Yeah. And hearing that song, it's just like a fun song. Right. And then when you're older, you can that song has more meaning yeah. when you're older than when totally. you're younger. Uh, yeah. And it depends on how it's sung and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I find that very effective. Yeah. I, I mean, people say it's like schmaltz, whatever, but like, I don't know. I think it's super effective. In the book, the reason why Hil- Hillary, who's Birdie, wanted her to live with Cece was because she gave she gave a speech and a lot of people like I was reading some like reviews of the book they criticized this speech uh-huh. because it's only like a paragraph long I don't know Cece gives Hillary a speech and she's like I should get her because I'm the only person who knows you uh-huh. and I have all of your letters saved and I'll let her read all those and I'll have her read all those letters and I can teach her who you are. Right. And then she's like, Oh, okay. And then puts her in. So like Cece like kind of petitioned to get the kid and then, but then, you know, there's a follow-up book. Yeah. Speeches too. I'll be there. And that's, and it's like about like what a mess Cece made <laughs> raising this kid. Yeah, the right. Kid's She's like a, a wild drug child, addicted. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> it sounds good. Yeah. Apparently, I mean, I was reading Goodreads reviews of it. Um, the novel follows Cece. Did you read that book? I didn't. No. The novel follows Cece Bloom after she adopts Birdie's daughter, Nina. It covers about seven years of their lives. As you can imagine, life with Cece has its ups and downs. Poor Nina has a difficult life being raised by someone who is still in many ways a child herself, yet under it all, they really do love each other. And somehow it all works out. Well, that's good. Sounds good. Yeah. We could give. We could do a hanky rating system. How many hankies would you give this? Oh, wait. How many times did I cry? No. Just like, it would be like a star system. I mean, it's basically stars, but it could okay. be. Well, let, we can do different. How about we do a couple hankies different metrics? Stars. I'll say... How about we say how many times we cried? Okay. And Zero. then, okay, I cried three times. Okay. <laughs> and I sobbed toward the end. I was like, <gasps> like trying to like breathe. Yeah. <laughs> I found it moving. I was like. I really like it. I, I was a mess. Yeah. And just because it was like so much, it's so different now that I have a kid and mm. like, 
Just, You've seen beaches from both sides now. I have. <laughs> like being able to like, I I completely understood when she was like looking for the picture of her mother's hand. She couldn't remember her mother's hands and she was like terrified. Oh, and she's freaking out. She's like, I need to see her hands. Because she's afraid her daughter's not going to remember her. Her hands. Yeah, or any, you know, yeah. and her legacy. And so like, I but totally lose her crying. I know, but <laughs> I, Una will remember you. She well, will. If I, I died today i don't know i would make sure she did okay I, yeah well don't let her read everything okay i'm not gonna be that much of a helicopter with her really <laughs> she wants if she has any questions i'm here I'm gonna end up on drugs like <laughs> nina she's not she's probably gonna end up on pot like you <laughs> <laughs> just like your mom <laughs> all right so i uh, hankies how about we just do Stars, stars because sometimes we're gonna be laughing i know stars out of five or out of five it's always out of five okay not with restaurants no that's not true but if you're talking michelin that's a whole other thing that's specific only to michelin we should be like the michelin for women's oh. second wave women's movies and do do you just get a star a star is a big deal star two stars three stars I think three they, stars. Oh, I thought I mean, it was four stars. Four stars? No, I don't think it's four. Michelin huh? is not four. I think Michelin highest is three. One to three. And if you're oh, not shit. getting. Yeah. All right. I don't want to do Michelin. I want to do a five okay. star rating. So, you right. so we have a little more leeway. Sure. Four and a half. I'll give it four. Okay. You know. Four and a half. It's It has its issues, but. I every fucking time I watch that movie I cry yeah and I cried again I actually I have to qualify mine mine is four stars from my heart but one of those stars at least is for nostalgia alone so keep that in mind oh I, you know? I always say one and a half is yeah. for nostalgia alone yeah. and but that's like so important to me of course yes so. but it's it's not it's a really subjective scale totally well you know what everything is subjective I know when it comes to movie reviews, yeah, everyone taste. brings their own bag of bullshit to a movie. They do. All right. Thank you so much. Our next. Wawu. Wawu is. Waiting to exhale. Is Oh, I thought we were doing Steel Magnolias. Or is it waiting to exhale? Well, the way that you named him on the show on the show was. Okay. Was uh, the movie that we just watched. Beaches. Waiting to exhale. Waiting to exhale. Joy Luck Club. That's because I couldn't remember that. Fried green tomatoes, steel magnolias. Oh, no, no. I you, like, you wanted to do fried green tomatoes next. I like ending with steel magnolias, actually. Okay, let's do fried green tomatoes next. I thought, whoa, whoa, whoa. okay. Uh, you know what? You know what I want to do? Joy Luck Club next. <laughs> so everything <laughs> but what you said on the last yes, show. Yes. <laughs> you know what? You, yeah, you, like, you're I guess subscribed. you had to listen through. You're subscribed, you listen through. so. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm fine. Gonna, no, I'm going to post it on the site. Yes. What we're doing on the Patreon. Yeah. But I would like to do Joy, Joy Luck Club next. Great. I mean, honestly, I would like to do we're Fried gonna, Green Tomatoes. We're going to do next. all of them. So. I'm in a mood to watch Fried Green Tomatoes. Okay, I, I just watched your, Joy Luck Club sure. again because oh. after they talked about it on Poog, I watched it again. I, uh -huh. I was on a plane. And so I was like, oh, my, oh my God, they have this. <laughs> so then I watched it. And Jacqueline Novak says she goes back to it once a year. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. It's so good. You haven't seen it, right? No. It, it's great. Okay, but fried green tomatoes. Oh. <laughs> you just said you had a taste for it. A taste for fried green tomatoes. No, let's do waiting to exhale. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. <laughs> All right, we're I... doing waiting 
to exhale. <laughs> well, I'm glad we got here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good. Bye. Bye. I can fly